It's finally here. It's opening day, and we're actually chilling in the man cave watching the Braves and the Reds because that's Mr. Brown and Chad the Marks teams. But we got other things to talk about as well. Everything from basketball. We got Tar Heels and, and Kansas fallout from that. Whatever we feel like talking about, but it's spring and baseball's here. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome, welcome back once again to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with Mr. Brown and Turbo Two Team Tommy. <laughs> That's right. And Big A. And what are we talking about? We actually uh, have been giving you a little bit of shit, Tommy, because you have a little bit. You have all day. Why? Why have we been? What? What's you the tell reason? Me. I, I have two teams. Two you stick the mic teams. in his face so you don't have to stretch. Two baseball teams. What is, I have, I'm a Reds fan and a Yankees fan. And that's okay with you? Absolutely okay with me. I guess maybe back in the day, whenever like there was a clear difference in the AL and the NL, I can kind of see rooting for two different ones. But like that time's gone. Don't change my loyalty. And so we, we had asked in the football group, just because it was – Opening day, who's your favorite baseball team? Do you have any multi-city uh, favorites and things like that? Because I, I was more curious if if you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan, are you a Kansas City Royals fan? Like is that? But everybody misread that, and they started telling me, like, you can't be a two-team fan. And so it, was, it wasn't just me crapping all over your terrible take. It was everybody on social media, too. People who have two favorite teams are in sixth grade, and they're <laughs> named, like, Francisco. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, so I like I get it, Kansas City Chiefs, Kansas City Royals. If you live in that area, I get it. But like with us and other states that doesn't have pro teams, absolutely you have two different teams out there. You know, I mean, from different sports, different right. cities. Like you're, you're very diverse. Yeah, I'm Chicago Bulls, Atlanta Braves, and Vegas Raiders. So I mean, it's all over the board for me. And Biggie, you, you? I got the country cover coast to coast. I got a team in each time zone. I got the Mariners, the Bulls, and the Patriots. It's yeah. not bad. See, I don't have an NBA team anymore, so I, I'm the opposite. I'm the guy that just had the Cincinnati sports because that's what I saw on TV growing up. So Bengals and Reds, but it used to be the Hornets. You know, now it's I don't know. I can't can't find anybody to actually invest in. But maybe. Maybe, Tommy, I can just be like you and just adopt a random AL team, and they can be my other favorite it's team. It's not random. I have a reason why I'm a, a, a two-team guy. Do you have a – you don't have an NBA team? I'm sort of a, a Bulls fan, and that kind of goes to the Michael Jordan thing. Right, right, right. Which, that's why I'm a Yankees fan. In the 70s, my, one of my favorite players was Thurman Munson. Thurman Munson. So, rest in peace. So I kind of, at that point, just kind of, I watched the Yankees. It's not so much that, you know, I just jumped on that bandwagon. So you're like the millennials nowadays where they just like players and not teams. Is that what it is? I liked Thurman. I liked Roberto Clemente, but I'm not a Pirates fan. Nobody's so. a Pirates fan now. Exactly. Well, I, yeah, I don't blame him. Uh, so, I mean, he, so, he has the Yankees, he has the Reds, and then he has the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, at least he's representing different cities, I guess. Yeah, it's diversity a little bit. Like, Tommy might have been a member of the mob at one point because the mob believe in having a wife and a mistress, and they can know about each other. Now, Saturday night's for the wife. It's like you got two teams. They know about each other, but they're okay with it because you're okay with it. 
That's I sure an- hope my wife's not listening. To this. <laughs> she may not be okay with it. It just you're so okay with that. That's the only thing I can relate it to. You just you can't have two teams. There's something wrong. She can't get mad because she went around when Thurman Munson played. Uh, all right, so we, we got plenty of baseball to get to. And, and Mr. Brown, you had an uh, interview you did with some uh, Braves elites out there, uh, some people that are uh, different admins of some different Atlanta Braves groups. And in honor of the reigning World Series champs, you talked to them. We already got that episode up. So just any, any tidbits you want to give people about that that Braves conversation? Uh, there's a lot of good information in there. They, they were very knowledgeable, all three people I talked to. Um, but it's kind of last minute I threw it together, but like we all talked about in baseball, we're all very superstitious. What it was, it was uh, for you, you wouldn't cut your hair or something? Yeah. Last year with the Reds? Uh, that was with the Bengals. Oh, sorry. It was yeah, the Bengals. But it's still superstitious. But it's the same thing. So like we, we ended up doing the opening day show with the Braves last year, and we didn't think they would do anything other than make the playoffs, and that would be about it. First round exit like normal. Well, they made – the playoffs and they won the world series. So we're like, you know what? We've got to do another opening day segment. You guys are the reason they won that world series. Yes, you they control will not be everything. Able to repeat without you doing it again. Just like how I always pick the Bengals not to cover. It's, yes. This is all super. It, we, but, but I feel like baseball is a little bit more. Oh, it's definitely more super than any other sport. Um, but like hardcore fans are going to be superstitious with their teams no matter what. And I hope uh, Aquino, you suck. It keeps hitting the right to him. Anyways, but, but yeah, it, a lot of good information. We covered a lot of stuff, and uh, you have to check it out. I'm not going to give any teasers out. Yeah, there. but you can find it on We Don't Know Sports social media. You can find it at America's Pastime uh, for the love of baseball. Which, if you haven't been checking out, Mr. Brown's been doing all kinds of autograph giveaways, more than we can count. So if you want to see what you've been missing out on, you can go find any of those videos out there. But alas, we will go back to baseball here in a minute. Let's start with. The Kansas Jayhawks overcoming the biggest halftime deficit for a national championship, right? Is that what happened? I was trying to stay up and watch it. I got tired, but man, it, they were getting smoked at halftime. They came back and down made 15 history. 15 at halftime. I think they were down 16 to start. Uh, first couple of minutes of the second half, the largest comeback in national championship game history well what made it great too was the comeback all happened in like five minutes so like you still had the whole second half to really enjoy well kansas went to where they were up six or seven and carolina had to come back yeah i mean it was uh it, it turned in to be a really good back and forth second half as we got to go through it but you know it, it's north carolina Man, they just went ice cold, couldn't make anything. They, they, Their offense, it was like they were playing not to win. They just wanted to hold the lead, and you can't do that. Ah, they blew their wad on Saturday night. You know what I learned in the Final Four and over the last few games here of uh, Duke season is that Duke and K have one goal, and that's national titles. Beating Duke is North Carolina's national title. For as great as they are as a school, they were so big and so up for that game that they couldn't finish against Kansas because really, in all rights, they should have beat Kansas by 10 points. It was, so you got you got Hubert Davis. Um, I think, and I, I'm going to say that I feel like he is the answer for UNC. I feel like he's going to be a good coach. I feel like if he stays, 
he could be there for years oh, to come. He'll stay. He's not going anywhere. I will say he is the most likely coach to cry after a win. Right. Hubert Davis isn't leaving UNC until he retires. So basketball. I mean, but I think he's a long term solution. Um, so, but the fact is, he's still a rookie head coach at the college level, and he went up against the most efficient college basketball coach in history, right? Bill Self? Yeah, and and that that was the other question I was going to kind of ask is, like, where is Bill Self's legacy at now? Like, how do you rate him all time? Because now he's got a second natty, right? Isn't that his second? Two national titles. And and we you just mentioned his winning percentage, Mr. Brown, about him being the winningest active coach, maybe the all-time winningest coach right now. He's the mo- highest winning percentage, correct? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Most efficient. Yeah, he's right up there with Tom Izzo as far as total wins throughout their careers, but he has two national titles. Are you now, serious? Has like he's got as many fours. wins as Izzo does? He was doing well before. He's been at Kansas I know, for like but my God, years. Izzo seems like he's 30 years older than he is. It's just the way that he looks and acts. He's like a drill sergeant. But So Coach K's gone, but Bam's still coaching, right? Yeah, it's yes. one more year. So but he's got more wins than both of those guys. Yes. When y'all keep saying winning us, I'm thinking like, Win. Oh, winning percentage. Wins. Winning, 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 yeah, win, winning percentage, win. it's uh, it's probably Mark Few and then Bill Self. Really? Yeah, I, because I, at Gonzaga, they go well, 30 yeah. and 2 yeah. every year. That, those don't count, though. But, <laughs> oh, yeah, for all the coaches that are out there, him, is or all these other ones, it's Bill Self. Highest winning percentage, now two national titles. I think they've been to four Final Four since he's been at Kansas. Yeah. I mean, and my they God. they did it with – who, who's their star? Who's their top five? That, that's NBA the thing. Pick? They didn't have to have one this year. This is a different type of Kansas. They just had these role players that just kept winning. And, and they were they had some size and they were physical and they played well. But, man, they just didn't have that that lottery pick like they usually do. Yeah, they, they, they played great basketball over the last uh, four of the last – six games throughout the tournament. And then the second half against Miami, they outscored them 47-15. Uh, <laughs> that game against Villanova, Villanova plays really good defense. They played great there. So they had one bad half in their last three games. Kansas was the best team in the tournament. Yeah. I mean, they, they and that's why they won. But they, they played the best ball. And, you know, North Carolina was a good team. But, like, look at North Carolina's road versus Kansas. I mean, yeah, Duke – but they got St. Peter's before that, and um, they knocked off Baylor. But now Baylor's missing their leading scorer from the regular season, right? And then then they play a double digit seed. Was it Miami or somebody they played the next uh, round? Kansas I, played Miami. Who who was it they played? They they were a UNC had a nice. They beat Baylor. They beat UCLA. They beat Duke. They had a pretty impressive St. Run. Peter's. Yeah, yeah St. Peter's. Peter's. I thought they played another double-digit seed in there. Oh, there it would have been the 8-9 game, then they played the one in Baylor. Okay. And then they Maybe I'm just thinking of UCLA then. UCLA right. this week. And that's 16. fine. So, North Carolina shows that they might have some staying power. Uh, Gonzaga is going to go through a little transition because we just uh, got an update that the seventh-year uh, player, Drew Timmy, has decided to go to the NBA finally. Did you know that he actually has one more year of eligibility left? I mean, how is, how is that possible? It must uh, be like, med school or something. It's, it's something. He like did the grad transfer and stayed at the same school. Is Gonzaga like BYU where you can go like on mission trips and retain your eligibility or something? Is that how that works? You know anything about Mormons, Tommy? Y'all got to talk in the microphone. You can't just hold it down by your lap. I just I said the night of uh, the the last Gonzaga game that it seemed like Timmy had been there for decades. 
I, he, I thought he had to leave. I didn't know he had he to He doesn't have here. a brother or something, does he? Not that I'm aware of. You know, uh, the other thing I was thinking about Kansas-UNC title game, neither one of them, like we just said, has like a top five lottery pick. And then after next year, when the guys can go straight to the league instead of doing the one year in college, do we return to the junior-laden teams that are always your best teams? I mean, I don't think that's really... Maybe a conversation for another day, but it's interesting. I think when you look at your title winners, it's still been like that. The guys that have your juniors and seniors and have that depth, I mean... You know, was Baylor full of, you know, lottery picks when they won? No. So three straight years, the Big 12's been in the in the title game, won at the last two. And of those three years, the only team that had a kid that went high was Texas Tech. But did he go that high? What, what was his name, the guard? Um, uh, uh, oh, goodness gracious. I think he was just a first-round pick. He wasn't a lottery pick. I, I, he was up there. He went to the T-Wolves. <sighs> Maybe, maybe. I, I, I'm misremembering. But turns out, I guess he wasn't that good. No. <laughs> uh, speaking of NBA, I do have to do a bit of gloating. I've been on my platform for like three weeks saying that the Lakers were not going to be able to activate play-in mode or playoff mode. And it's official now, right? I was wrong. You were right. So I feel so good to hear. I got to tell you, I'm really surprised that they didn't at least get into the play-in game. That's just top 10 in your Like conference. 90% of the teams make the playoffs, and they yeah. couldn't even do that. You got 30 teams in the league. 20 of them make the playoffs. You're not one of the best 20 teams. Well, I, you, you hear LeBron, you know, as a GM, he's already at the, the process of trying to make some magic happening. But, yeah, but anyway. what's bullshit about it is they're almost 20 games below 500. The fact they're even fighting for a spot is bullshit to begin That's with. That's a bullshit rule they have. It's it is. Stupid. so. But, like, you want to say you're going to already try to mix and match who you got next year? LeBron wanted Westbrook. They could have had DeRozan who wanted to come home. And LeBron, Caruso. LeBron nixed DeRozan. He, they would have had Caruso and DeRozan, like you said. Instead, he wanted uh, Russell Westbrick, and that's what well, we got. Like, he gets really offended if you call him that. That's what he is, and it's terrible. So this is on LeBron. And I, I love a wasted season at age 37 on LeBron. This makes me sleep good at night. You know what's funny about it is LeBron is that guy who everyone wonders <sighs> – he gets so offended by everything. So when they made the trade, he put out that tweet about keep that same energy, make fun <laughs> of our ages. Well, everybody kept back in like energy all year. They were right. You know, I hope <laughs> our boy Tyrone Curl is listening because we love piling on LeBron. I know you get butthurt over it, but you'll be all right. The same guy that's responsible for letting LeBron make Space Jam two is probably the same guy that's allowing him to make these terrible general manager moves. But he, you know, is, he is trying to make a good one now, though, but I don't think it's going to happen. He does have one thing that Michael Jordan will never have. He won a Razzie for the worst actor in the history of a movie. In the history of all time. That's that's how I'm looking at it. But who, who does LeBron want to play with now? Who is he throwing it out there to? He said that, uh, of course, other than Bronny, that's his number no, one. No, no, no. There, there's an NBA superstar yeah. he said he wants to play with. Uh, he wants to play with Steph Curry. Yeah. And did see you, what Steph said. He said, "I'm good, bro. Yeah. I'm good." <laughs> He's been captain at the All Star game. He's picked me for that. Does that count? Yeah, that's exactly what he said. That's exactly what he said. Oh, but like that's Curry's hilarious. like the anti LeBron. He's like, "No, I'm just going to stay in Golden State. We're going to do our thing. I, I don't need to." 
you know, it, it's all public now. Like LeBron has been doing this all behind the scenes, trying to make all these things happen. Now he's like, ah, eh, what the hell? You know, I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there. But like, there's no way they retain Westbrook and all that. Like, it's just a nightmare. And if you're the Lakers, you got to be regretting this. You, you got to wonder, was it worth the one bubble title to put your program back X amount of years? I think the Lakers are finding out what the Heat found out before them and the Cavs before that. Brian Windhorst said it. LeBron goes somewhere. He's there four years. You trade away all your future and your young players. You'll win a title, but when he leaves, you're depleted of any ability to rebuild. He's you know the like, Lakers don't have a first-round pick until it's 2027 or 2029? He's like the result of a bad divorce. I just hope to God he doesn't go back to Cleveland because I love what Cleveland's doing. And don't don't set no yourself chance. back another decade. I hope he rots in L.A. for the rest of his, what, year, year or two? Like, left. there's no chance. Like, the only only team that's going to take a flyer on him is going to be somebody that clearly has, like, got no options. And you know who loves run. old players and bad contracts? The New York that Knicks. <laughs> That I, I could sense. see Mark Cuban doing something stupid, too. Nah, nah. Cuban don't build his team that way. I don't see that happening. No way. I, I wouldn't see that one. I don't know. I, I know Jason here's, here's Kidd's pandering. Everybody keeps talking about Bronny, but, man, like, let, let's be honest. Dude is not a lock to even play in the league. No. I've heard that uh, NBA scouts have said they actually think LeBron's younger son has more talent. Yeah, and that's usually how it goes, right? The youngest can't wait one, that long. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. So, Bronny's got one more year of high school, and then it just so happens that his year as a senior is when the uh, one-and-done thing goes away, so he can go straight to the league. Yeah, his ass will be going straight to college and and watch him spin it about how he's trying to get an education or something because they're hoping he'll be able to play a year, then come to the league because there ain't no way, no chance in hell he's coming out out of high school. He'll come out of high school. LeBron will set it up so he's a free agent, and he'll say, you get me if you draft Ronnie, and that's why I say the Knicks will do that. Well, the Knicks can have it. (laughs) Well, we mentioned at the top of the show, it is baseball season. It is opening day, and timing sometimes is everything. As Mr. Brown, his Braves, the defending reigning world champions, are down 6-1 to to the Reds. Because uh, I don't know who the hell that pitcher is, but he just gave up a home run. How long has that guy been on the roster? Free agent acquisition. Mm. He came over from the Trastros, whatever oh, okay. you want to call it. Uh, well, we are enjoying opening day. I think the early game that we got to see was the Cubs and Brewers, and that was a pretty fun game to go back and forth. Always great to see Wrigley with the Ivy, not quite green, still a little brown. And now we're watching this game in Atlanta. It's uh, started out as a bit of a pitcher's duel, then it got a little sloppy, but we're all the way up in the sixth inning now, and ooh, throwing a little inside there, but uh Biggie. You know, it's nice that you guys are watching your teams play on opening day. You know, Cincinnati, Atlanta, they started it in Atlanta because it's warmer down there. Mariners might play tomorrow. We're playing the Twins. Why use the Mariners' retractable roof stadium this time of year? Eh, let's play in Minnesota. It never is crappy or snows or gets those games set back. Wait, was there Minneapolis, a- Detroit, Cleveland? Why do you play there to start the year? Is there a ton of games postponed, or was I seeing that wrong? No, there was a bunch. Uh, 
when I say a bunch, I want to say there was like four games today yeah. that were moved till tomorrow. And you know what it kills me about that is they conveniently had a built-in off day on some of these. Well, if you felt like the weather was going to be that way, schedule it in the other team's city. It, it was just a very odd start to it. But I think there was only a couple games really happening today. Uh, the uh, one thing I did see, uh, the, the rookie sensation for the Cubs, Suzuki, he had a hell of a start. Didn't he go uh, – what are you, two for four or something like that? I think he was two for four on base three times. Yeah, I got yeah. He's, he's a favorite for now rookie of the year, yeah. which is not shouldn't be a rookie, but we've already crossed that bridge. How old times. is he? Twenty seven, something like that. Yeah, like but, but if if each row can win rookie of the year, damn it, so can Suzuki. Yeah, yes, true. That- they can Say only, ho, Suzuki. the Ben Simmons of baseball. They can only hope he has a Ichiro Suzuki type career. But anyway, he uh, he rose up strong, and then we got the favorite AL Rookie of the Year, uh, Bobby Witt Jr. made his debut, but I don't think he got on base. Julio Rodriguez will win AL Rookie of the he, Year. Vegas has him as the second favorite. Bobby He's Witt Jr. will win it. I mean, he might. Bobby Witt did have a good game from what I saw in the headline. Go ahead, double. Did he get oh, did the he? Uh, Last time I saw, he hadn't even got a hit. He wasn't on base or anything. I had a hit. Uh, no, yeah, because they took a three. They won three to one. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll be damned. See, I mean, that's what happens. So, we don't see everything. Two-team turbo. How do you feel about the Reds here? It's not two-team right now. It's just the Reds. That's and right. With a six-to-one lead over <laughs> – Supposed world champs. I'm feeling pretty good. We about feel good at one game so far. <laughs> one game that's not over. That tomahawk chop. The, the, the Cubs over. also won today. Yes, so. against the Brewers. So maybe it's just uh, uh, also the Orioles won today. Hey, the Orioles. They're going to have a 15 percent increase in wins. That means they'll probably Ooh. finish with about 62 wins. I'm gonna have to head to Canham Yards now since <laughs> the Orioles are the, the ticket. <laughs> they, they, Orioles they're, Reds World Series high risers. Yeah, I'll take it. But what? Hey, we saw the Pirates spend some money for once. What the hell's up with that? What are they trying to do? Willie Mays Hayes. So now that's Charlie Hayes's son. Okay, they signed him, and they still got Reynolds. They are now not the lowest uh, payroll in the major leagues. They've moved up two spots. So who they got? Uh, the Guardians. Hey, and, you got it right on the first try. Yeah. And and the A's, okay. Well, when you spend zero dollars in free agency, that's going to happen, right? <laughs> no, nah, they went. They only went backwards. But you know, the the point is, we we get to the eternal spring optimism, and that's why we can be excited right now. But we also had our fantasy baseball draft this past weekend, and that was how many rounds did we go on that one? Twenty three. That's a, that's a long ass draft. That's that's normal for Yahoo. Yeah, I'm just saying to do it. But how do we do our draft? We're not doing it online. We're no, not doing it's it live. On, yeah, you're it's here live. live snake draft. You got to find your stickers you and got put them on the food board. and adult beverages and, and moonshine. Yeah, got the white lightning things. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that didn't end well for some people at the at the draft. We'll just say that. <laughs> Good thing it rained that night. Yeah. Yes, the rain helped. I think uh, he just let the pigeons come down and get the puke off the driveway. I did. That's I what did. you got to do. How do you feel about your team, Chad, starting the season? I, I'm I'm pretty happy with what I got. I don't feel like I'm top-heavy anywhere. I feel like I'm pretty balanced. Uh, I would like to find another closer out there. I'm just Ooh. trying to see who emerges. I'll trade you a closer. All right, we'll talk I down got, the road. I got five of them. I know you always you always have them. That's why I'm always looking for them because you draft closers. I always hoard them so I can use them for trade bait. That's exactly what that's what you should do. 
Mr. Brown is the uh, defending champ of our league. How do you feel about your team? Uh, Like I said, I'm in a league full of losers. Uh, I'm just going to do what I do. (laughs) (laughs) Condescending. (laughs) What an ass. (laughs) This makes Uh, it better when he doesn't win. I guess just uh, as a filler here, I'll ask. 12th place Tommy, how do you feel? I thought it was two team Tommy. Now 12th, it's 12th two place. Two team Tommy, 12th place. It doesn't matter. It I'm doesn't matter. After Greg. <laughs> I am coming after hey, him. Hey, worry about 11th before you come for the champ, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm leapfrogging it all. I'm going for the championship. Uh, worst of first. Huh? Worst of first. Worst of first. Yes. Absolutely. Wait, last year was your first year playing fantasy baseball, right? Yes. Well, no, it's been like 15 years. Yeah, it'd been a long We'll say it was your first. Yeah. yeah. It for was argument's sake. So, so, you know, there's room for growth. Was that 12th? That's what it says on the, no. the, the that, app. That ain't right. I'm, no. I'm, I'm going with it. Out of basketball, I was dead last. The way it has it on there right now isn't right because it shows me 10th, but I finished third in our league. Of course, I lost in the first round, but uh, I don't know. I'm just assuming you were 12th because you're so bad at basketball. Uh. <laughs> hey, you're a model of consist- so, consistency. So, Chad, how's your old man feel about his team? You know, he definitely drafted better, and he has not used all his waiver dollars uh, right already, away. So that's good. And like, he made a good pickup. He went and picked up uh, Hendricks from the Cubs and yep. played him as opening day starter, and he got him a solid out, a uh, solid outing today. So you know, there's there's optimism there. Uh, I don't know. We'll see if he's actually moved people into his IL. That's what I got to check later. But anyway, uh, I'm just – I was telling Mr. Brown earlier, I love fantasy baseball for whatever reason. Just the fact you can get up in the morning, you can check it, you can make roster moves yep. and things like that. Like we all love fantasy football. But like how you draft is almost how you're going to play. And you might be able to make some trades. We have a great league where we can do that. But in baseball, you have this opportunity to just go find so many randos out there and change your outcome. You have control over it from week to week. See, I love our league in that you can pick up a spot starter every day. You don't have to do the waiver wire thing, which to me makes no sense in fantasy baseball. You're looking for a starter for a day. Yeah. Not for tomorrow. Don't, yeah. don't let me predict who's going to be the next starter on Friday. I hate yeah. the Yahoo settings because, like, you should be able to pick up a live player for that current day. Yep. Yeah. Now, we do waivers when you have someone and drop them. They have to clear waivers. I get that's the way it should be. I just think there's an art to uh, playing like a guy who's might be a spot start for you on a Monday or Tuesday, and then you're looking at a Saturday matchup, and you're like, damn, I could get two spot starts out of this guy this week, replace him with somebody else next week. You're just – more goes into it, and I like the ability to be able to pick a guy up on that day. I've learned so so much about random pitchers from spot starts. That's when I get mad when I was picking up Yanoa last year from the Braves and I wasn't getting credit for home runs. I was like, what the hell? (laughs) <laughs> yeah but even amazing like not that we you would probably at your work but now if you like would just run into anybody like a baseball fan you can just drop this random spot starter's name and they're like this guy's hardcore i know it's exactly <laughs> what happens uh I, it's so crazy like i will talk people ba- to baseball people when they come in and they're they're shopping for the best sleep of their life right friends and family at sleep numbers right now if you guys want 50 percent off hit me up but anyway the uh that's a it's a free plug there, but no, we I do get baseball fans all the time, and I, I can uh, like the old timers, man. That they that still follow it, they're so fun to talk to because all they do is gripe about the modern game, and it's always great. 
But uh, you don't get too many people in there. But every time I do, I always make sure they harass my coworkers who don't follow baseball enough so they can give them shit about it. And, you know, that's that's why you're not selling enough beds. You don't know enough about baseball. I will say this as we're sitting here watching baseball. Reds, uh, Braves are on the mic'd up Joey Votto. I'm very impressed, like I was telling you guys earlier. That's ridiculous. No way I could be over there first base holding a runner on trying to figure out there all the different stuff's going on and carry on like a fluid conversation answer now, question i feel like i see it with outfielders all the time and I, maybe i've seen like tatis or somebody like that once or twice do it but that's the first time i've ever really seen a first, first baseman, baseman it like, does seem like it's with a runner on and they're yeah. like nah we're just gonna keep talking to him am i wrong on that communicating with the pitcher about where he's going positioning himself Talking about Albie getting, yeah, you know, give, we're giving him a lead here. We're Asking about getting a diamond tooth, yeah, the you know, diamond all tooth. that good stuff. You know what it is? It's because the Reds are never on ESPN. That's the first time we've seen it. That's why Braves are on there all the time. I think they felt bad because the Reds are always the ones who start opening day. Used to be, and they didn't do it this year. And they open it up on the road for the first time since 1990. Yep, which is the last time, time they won, they won the, World, the Series. World Series, baby. So. They're like, we got to have the Reds on ESPN. This is prime time. Even though, like, Joe Oliver ain't walking through that tunnel. No, but Joe Oliver's sending us stuff in the mail, and we're sending it out to the fans. Got to pay for shipping. That's right. Just remember that return label. For $10 only, you can get your Joe Oliver autograph. Now, seriously, go check oh. out Mr. Brown's America's pastime for the love of baseball. Tons of autograph giveaways in there from former players. How many, how many players are in there now? Uh, almost 270. In the hundreds. We'll just yeah. say that. No, it's almost 270. Almost 300. I have an Excel sheet, so I know. That's only the ones oh. you know about. Exactly. You, you might have missed a couple here or there, because what, you got like 30,000 people in there all together? Almost, yeah. Yeah. You might so, be missing some. Last week, we did the preview show. We ran down division winners for each one, where we thought each one would You're going to change your mind already? No, one thing we didn't do, I was curious. So, National League, American League, Chad, who's your MVP in each league? Uh, Shohei Otani will win it again. Okay. I think that's a nice, safe pick. I would go there, too. And in the National League, man, I don't know. Come back. Go go ahead. All right. So, Vlad Jr. is winning in AL because they're going to the World Series. I mean, that's that's a safe pick, too. But it's going to be Vlad Jr. And then Bryce Harper's winning it in the National League. Are, Damn, are the Phillies okay. going to be relevant enough? For- Phillies are going to be second. And they're going to win a wild card. Okay. I, I think I agreed with you on that last week. but just- You were quick with the uh, Bryce Harper. You think he's far and away the MVP as no. long as he stays healthy? Or No, I just think that uh, he's going to put up good numbers and they're going to make a playoff. They're going to make a playoff push. And it'll and it's Bryce Harper. Hey, can I ask you a question? Have you like encountered like your your – average baseball fans who think Bryce Harper's like falling off a cliff or here or something. Like I, I feel like when I talk to like people that aren't really in tune with the game, they feel like he's just disappeared. Like he's, he got this contract and he hasn't performed. And I'm like, are you not paying attention? He had a, a year His and a half of downtime. Yeah. When like he first were, got to feel like, and not saying he was bad, but he wasn't Bryce Harper. Like he didn't earn the money. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, like, he would have probably been in the top 12 of MP- MVP voting, but not in the top five. So, he fell off per his standards. Right. But you got to think, too, when, when you're in a certain situation like he was in Washington, comfortable situation, then he goes to Philly, big contract, weight on your shoulders. 
That's a lot. A lot of guys don't live up to that expectations of that new contract, and some of them don't even care to live up to it. But the fact is, he is a gamer, and he wants to produce. So, I mean, the fact that the Phillies – here's the big kicker. So, last year, they had no one – they didn't have to reason to pitch to Harper because there was no one in the lineup. Right. But you put a Castellanos or someone around Harper, and if Hoskins even bounces back a little bit and he has protection – it's through the roof. Yeah, they made a couple moves That's in the offseason. I really like that. I think Hard of the elevate line, what Harper's going to do. And the other thing, too, he went there and he did struggle from what he would, had done with the Nationals. And the Nationals, they're, they're in the playoffs every year. So he's putting the numbers up in the regular season, and you're seeing him hit a couple bombs in a postseason game. You go to Philly, your numbers are a little less. You're not in the playoffs. People think you fell off a cliff. Now, I'll say and another reason why I said Bryce Harper is because – I feel like Trey Turner, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman are all going to steal votes from each other. Yeah, they're going to kind of cancel each other so out. So you look at other contenders, and the same thing with the Braves. Tatis is hurt. Tatis is hurt. You got Matt Olson, Austin Riley. Like, they're going to steal votes from each other. Acuna, he's hurt. hurt. Yeah. So, I mean, think of other contenders that could be like, that's the guy. Yeah, see, I would say that Trey Turner has a chance, if he stays healthy, to be in the top two or three of the MVP conversation because of what he does overall. But uh, I would think that it would be Harper. I mean, I Harper see, won and won it. I don't see anybody on St. Louis. Milwaukee's got no offense. Um, There's just nobody yeah, else out there. I mean, there. you're probably not wrong. I mean, that's – and it's not like he's not going to earn it. He probably will. But, yeah, I, I'm – You've convinced me. I'm with He's you. He's more about carrying the team because he don't have the parts around him. He, now, like I said, Cassianos is great. All he needed was protection, but come on, L.A., Trey Turner, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman are all in the top ten of probably players right now on the same team. Yeah. They're probably all within the top three in their position. Right. You know? Now, I, if- I'm going to be honest. Mookie Betts, to me, is extremely overrated. I don't like the guy. Now, I love Trey Turner. I love Freddie Freeman. You look at Mookie Betts the last five years, his numbers aren't good. But we keep putting him on this pedestal. My God, just because you can rob a home run in the playoffs, well, get the hell out of is here. Is he getting the Derek Jeter treatment? Uh, I don't care what Is that getting. what it is? Like hey. you're just playing in the big spots and everybody gets to see you? Derek Jeter had freaking 3,600 hits. Well, I'm not saying he's that equivalent. Yeah, it's I'm different. I'm just saying is that – but Jeter, everybody loved him when he first got onto the scene because he was always winning titles of the Yankees. Ooh. Jeter got uh, respect from the media in a way, kind of like they passed off what the bad that he did or what he couldn't do, especially as he got older. Mookie Betts, he played for the Red Sox, they're loaded. You played for the Dodgers, they're loaded. So when you do go into a slump, they don't focus on it as much because your team's still doing well. Yeah, I agree. I just feel like when you look at the at, at the back of his baseball card, it's oh, he's overrated. You're not wrong. I'm not arguing with you. I'm just asking if you feel like that's why he's overrated. I, I think it's what Biggie just said because he's always been on a winner, and he's always been in, like you make that good play in October. It's going to elevate your game. Whereas you have these Cinderella stories every October from like a role player. He's there every October. So if he makes a good play or two in an October run, then you're like Mookie Betts, Mookie Betts. It's, it's, it makes you puke because he just won't get out of the spotlight. Sorry, Tom. So you you're think? equating Mookie Betts <laughs> basically to Robert Ory. Yes. Oh, that's a great comparison. A young Robert yeah. Ory. Yo, young. He's, he's a Houston Robert Ory. Houston yes, Robert yes. Ory. 
Not even the L.A. Robert Ory. <laughs> <laughs> He's got one more titles. Then he can do that. Yeah. I agree with you, though. He does get overrated for – I think that he has the skill, but he doesn't always put the numbers up, if that makes sense. Like, he's skilled. You'd scout him, and he's a nine and a half out of ten. But when, like you say, you look at his numbers at the end of the year, you're like, how is he the number five guy in fantasy baseball? Like in fantasy, in I wouldn't even draft him in the second round. But he gets projected in the top seven, eight picks for Every three, year. four years in a row. I just couldn't. I'd probably take him in the second round. Uh, I'd not, not the high second, but all right. That's just me. Anyway, because there's too many numbers to be had out there in LA. He's got too much too much help around him. He's got a he's bound to do something. But all right, well that's baseball in a nutshell on opening day, man. We got all these games postponed. We have as much to enjoy, but uh, we'll see if the Reds bullpen can keep some stuff together because it looks a little shaky. But you know, five runs help. So real quick, uh, we are taking the show on the road. We have. Uh, next week I'll be in Cincinnati for the Reds home opener, uh, supporting another member in our baseball fantasy group. Um, apparently a lot of Bengals will be there. Yeah. We got, uh, Joe Burrow throwing out the first pitch and we got Zach Taylor and Jamar Chase are all going to be there, uh, you know, on hand as well. So, so we'll be there next week. And then three weeks from now we'll be, uh, me and Canadian Biggie will be down in Atlanta. And we're going to be watching uh, Hank Aaron Weekend with the Bra- Braves and the great Brewers. Time. Oh, yeah. Um, after that, Lake Erie, uh, mm-hmm. me and Chad the Mark will be there uh, in Detroit watching the Tigers take on the Vlad Jr. and the yeah. Toronto Blue Jays. Detroit Rock City, baby. So, I'm not going to know what hit them. Nice little, uh, you know, we're out of here. Hey, we're, nice we're start uh, the embracing baseball season. So it's going to be fun. Taking Can't the wait. show on the road. Can't wait. I'm definitely going to sneak in a couple uh, Reds games here and there. And then, and then you know, we, we got to make a trip to Pittsburgh. I would love to go to Pittsburgh. After today, do we? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just depends on who they're playing. Yeah. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> Maybe if they're playing like the D-backs. You made Wainwright look like freaking Sandy Kovacs today. It was great. Well, we'll, yeah, we'll get them when they're playing somebody really good just to go watch the other players. Right. Hey, it'll be an offensive explosion. When I was talking to Porta, we decided that Blue Jays game would be a fun one. Oh, yeah, man. Blue Jays, uh, they, they got they got a hell of a lineup, man. Maybe we get to see Manoa on the mound that day. Oh, yeah, that's what we ought luck. to do. If we can time it on Manoa and get wear our West Virginia gear, we might – maybe we can get some autographs. If, yeah. it's, if it's the Blue Jays, it's September, correct? Yeah. We can all go. Labor Day weekend, I think it is. Uh, you can't do that to me. Oh, it ain't Labor Day. Oh, no, it's the weekend it's, before. It's 9-3. Nine, it's nine we got we – got, we got, uh, remember when the fantasy draft is for football. It's 9-3, so it's after fantasy. Okay. So it would be after fantasy football and before Labor Day. But we could all take the show on the road because, we, you know, there's plenty of tickets in Pittsburgh. Hell, yeah. yeah. This is general admission, isn't it? They're giving those <laughs> things away. One price gets you from the upper deck to behind the bench. It's like them damn ushers. Like, seriously, you're not going to let me sit in the first row? Come on, man. Nobody bought that ticket. The thing about going to PNC is you can be Marlins man behind home plate, and all you got to do is pay like a $12 GA ticket. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> we'll get Tommy an idea. We're taking. We don't know sports sign. We'll get Tommy a picture with his Clemente statue. That'd be great. Hell yeah, Roberto. That would that, that'd be worth a trip in itself. Yeah. Yes, it would. Have you been to PNC? No, not to PNC. Then no. you got to. It, it would be a nice trip. You got to come with us. 
All right, we got to break the calendar out. We're, we're going to end the segment while we figure out when we can no, smuggle it's, it's Tommy nine three. up to, to Pittsburgh. I already know. It's 9-3. All right, Pittsburgh. We'll see you in September. All right, as we start to watch the twilight innings here of the Reds and Braves here on opening night, we did get a little action last night. So we had the, the Saturday, we had the baseball draft. We had the NCAA title game. And then the nightcap was WrestleMania. Yeah, we had, right at the end of it, they had a women's match. We realized there's about a half hour left. And Ashley Harper, who was into that, was like, all right, Stone Cold's going down tonight. And we got to see old Stone Cold Kevin Owens out there. Yeah. And that was pretty fun. So they came out, they did an interview, and then Stone Cold, at 57 years old, agrees to have a no-holds-barred match. And then they proceed to blow the roof off the place. They had a great, like, match. And Austin's, like, taking suplexes on the concrete. Like, what the hell is he doing? I was very impressed. You say whatever you want to about wrestling. Austin's 57 years old, and he put on a good half-hour show. That match was about 18, 20 minutes long. No holds bar. Getting beat with stuff off the rope. Suplexes onto the concrete. Impressive. It was great. Now, outside of that, on night one, Cody Rhodes uh, made his return, which was always uh, anticipated. Came out to a great pop. Um Probably a better overall card on Saturday night, but WrestleMania is two nights, and then we got Sunday night, so keeping it with the Stone Cold theme, you had Pat McAfee and Austin Theory, and Mr. Brown was just talking about Pat McAfee. What did you see from his match that stood out to you? I mean, the agility. To, to not be a wrestler, to just jump up and land on the top rope like that and then maintain it and do the suplex. He's a mountaineer. <laughs> exactly. Damn right. To me, he, he sold it well, and uh, he, he's a great personality in the ring. Uh, it's not something even current wrestlers can do, all of them, for that oh, yeah. matter. So the fact that he can do it, it it's impressive in itself. And he did a good job just working the match. He sold well. He went for the finish where he tried to hit the punt. That's right. I said a lot, by and the it, way. And it looked like it was absolutely going to kill him if he connected it. He missed. Uh, but then, you know, 77-year-old or however he is, Vince McMahon gets in the ring after the match. So Pat wins. Seventy, and- Yeah, 76, 77-year-old. So – in the matter of what, like 10 minutes, you saw someone sell a stunner as good as it's ever been in Pat McAfee, the beer out of the mouth, out cold, drops on his back. And then you have Vince McMahon, who legitimately looked like he hurt himself trying to fake the stunner. Yeah, like you can tell this is going to be the last bump Vince ever takes in his life. Like I've never seen anyone get a stunner before where they fell down on top of the guy, giving him the stunner. Like he went down on his knees and his chest was laying on Austin's back when they hit the ground. It, it was, it was a little cringy. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad he's okay. And we don't need to see that again. But for the nostalgia act, what was great is Vince is in there celebrating with Austin theory but the wait a minute, is this the hundred and fifty dollar hamburger? One hundred and fifty one. It has a lobster tail with it. It's a wagon. So Atlanta, the, this is what happens when you win the World Series. Shit goes to your head. You got a wagyu beef hamburger with a lobster tail on it that they're selling for one hundred and fifty one dollars. But yes. don't forget, it comes with a replica World Series ring, <laughs> and it's in a gold wrapper. Replica my ass. It better be a real one. <laughs> I think the old rapper means you're going to Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. Golden ticket. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm still saying the old man in that movie is the most 
he's the biggest movie villain in history. No, I agree yes. with that. What a bastard. Look who learned how to walk again yeah. after 20 years. Yeah. Rat bastard. Anyway, back to WrestleMania and not talking <laughs> about real life villains that I hate. <laughs> but you got um, uh, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, main event was pretty good. I, I feel like it ended a little early, but man, uh, it's hard to imagine that Brock's been in the business for 20 years. Yeah, it is kind of... Oh, yeah. I remember when he first came in and he's doing like uh, somersaults off the freaking top. Nah, he learned not to do that after he almost broke his neck. Yeah. But still, even at that age, at that size, that was pretty impressive. But like a lot of people get mad because he's not around full time, but like he does such a good job and he puts people over. And when he shows up, it's got such a big fight feel to it, man. Like I, I have grown to appreciate the hell out of him. And it's sad that he didn't win because I was looking forward to see what fun Brock was going to be like with the title. But I don't really watch WWE that much. Like, I I haven't been that interested, but props to them for putting WrestleMania together. And it it made me want to watch. And I did check out a little bit of it. And, you know, it it was uh, still a spectacle. I think they had 70,000 plus on each night. If you just went off the lowest ticket price of the next WrestleMania, which is $350 in L.A., they would have made over $20 million off the gate alone from WrestleMania. Holy cow. And that's why Vince is a billionaire. Yeah. I mean, they're not stupid. But hey, here's my prediction, though. I want to ask. So Roman Reigns wins the title. He's had the title. He hasn't lost a match for two years now. They're setting up a main event for next year. WrestleMania is in Los Angeles. So who do you think he's going to go up against? Who else could it be? Well, you would think maybe, well, it's only one person. You tell me. Roman Reigns' whole shtick is the bloodline, the head of the table. The Rock. It's The Rock. See, that's what I was going to say, and then I thought, there's no way The Rock's wrestling. No, and they, they may not have that confirmed, but they have left it open in case it can happen. And if that does happen, the so The Rock did John Cena a few years ago, right? But this, The Rock now, if he wrestles, he is even even at a higher apex than he used to be. Yep. So this would be the biggest match in in history, as far as I'm concerned. <sighs> I could see it happening if there's enough money in it for The Rock, if it fits his shooting schedule, because you know he'll thing. be in the middle of seven movies. And he, they don't want him to like separate his shoulder or tear his peck like last time, and then like lose out on shooting a movie. Yeah, the last time. Yeah, and he tours. Tore stomach up. Ah, Jumanji three will not be happy. The only way that you get The Rock in the ring for WrestleMania in LA next year is if his only other choice is to do a movie with uh, Dominic Toretto. <laughs> That's not happening. <laughs> family. It's like it's like the only movie he's ever turned down. And I love The Rock, but he does every freaking and The Rock has to do every movie that's in the jungle. Like, if there's a movie in Boston, Mark Wahlberg's in it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if there's a movie in the jungle, The Rock's in it. That's exactly how that goes. Uh, well, I think that's a good place to tie on uh, the show tonight. Appreciate you guys letting us jump into your ears once again. Uh, you know, we're hoping spring weather will actually come around we can actually enjoy this weekend but we're going to see her and watch the rest of opening day and hopefully just really enjoy this first week of baseball biggie you got anything extra going on this weekend or just going to hang around and just enjoy life i think i'm actually it's going to hang around and enjoy life turbo what you got going on this weekend little league opening day saturday get see, to watch my nephew go. hell yeah man 
Mr. Coach Br- my nephew. Mr. Brown, what about you? I think I'm going to schedule me a massage. Hmm. Are you feeling a little tight, a little stiff? No, nah, I just got a gift card and I got to get rubbed on. Ooh, so uh, is this a Deshaun Watson or a Bob Kraft? Well, I think I got enough to cover the waxed butthole. So <laughs> I'm going to see. I, I sp- depends on how I'm feeling. So it's never, just, it's never a podcast unless we cover a waxed butthole. You have uh, one masseuse or one shop you go to, or do you shop around? No, this is a new one. So oh. I might just go ahead, and since I have no ties, I might just throw in the wax. I might go ahead and do yeah. the Watson. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of trust for someone you don't know, but maybe that's the way it needs to be. Yeah. You, it's better that way. Don't have them look you in the eyes. Then you can just walk away. Exactly. <laughs> I'll never see you again. Uh There's not a better place to end than there. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining the We Don't Know Sports Podcast this week. We will see you next time. Have a good weekend, and bye-bye.